Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. We've made a lot of episodes, um, but here's another one for you. Welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. I'm Jacob Bosecker. I'm Leah Hensley. Happy Tuesday. Um, I hope you guys have all had an epic weekend of racing. There was Fort Carson, there was Palmerton, and there was where I was at, Preface, which was yep. Minneapolis. Um, crazy awesome weekend. A lot of crazy stuff happened. Um, yeah, good times. Yeah, it was a busy weekend of racing. Um, you know, Palmerton Mountain Series is always a good, epic course. I've heard nothing but good things from people that have raced it. Except um, that they, they dropped also, a double sandbag carry. Yep, and they also had their, you know, one of their new 21K trail races. I heard some great things about that as well. I did actually hear some good stuff about that. Yep. So, um, Fort Carson was good yep. before we dive into the episode though um we'd like to talk a little bit about our sponsor over at venga cbd venga at cbd offers yeah venga cbd we mentioned last week um new product that dropped the first aid gummies and um here with his first-hand account of the first aid gummies jacob you used them this weekend yeah yes and, and guys okay um i have a, a one of my old track coaches from college uh, was hospitalized for overuse of ibuprofen. And once I heard that, it really started freaking me about how much I used ibuprofen for muscle inflammation and, and on the course, as well as, you know, if you've got a headache or something using ibuprofen. And I had heard CBD gummies or gradual increments of CBD could, could alleviate pain, can help uh, manage things like that or inflammation. Um, so I decided, okay, here on this toughest event, I had tried one, one before just on one of my long runs. I was like, okay, it's all right it's I, I dove really deep into it this is all i used on this race for pain management and um muscle issues there um guys these gummies are good they're great for a drop bin they are very simple they go down easy um the flavor's fine juicy apples what they've got there great for pain management great for inflammation a great product there for the endurance community and that event it was perfect it was just a great great mix for this each gummy will provide you with 20 milligrams of their water-soluble, um, high-efficacy CBD. Um, each container, I believe, has 15 gummies in them, um, so they are great for you to have on the course um, or on your long trail runs. Check them out at vangacbd.com slash brocr and save 15% with brocr. On to this week's episode. We have got a special guest here for you this week who has actually got a race going down this weekend, Fit Challenge, the real Rob McCoy. Yep. <laughs> Talking about um, endurance events and um, epic events, we've got another one for you. This um, Rob McCoy is the owner of Fit Challenge. Um, a lot of people may not have heard about Fit Challenge, so we're excited to well, I have. You know. 
and yeah, we're excited to uh, to tell you guys about it. Rob, if y'all don't know him, um, is experienced in the OCR world, has done you know many races on his own, including OCRs as well as trail races, um, and is now the owner and director of Fit Challenge, which has won the best small race series for the past three years. Uh, when he is not doing the race director thing, he is a high school history teacher. Um, so interested to see how that carries over um, no. and lives in Massachusetts with his two kids. So welcome, Rob. Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys very much for having me. Rob, how's it going, bud? Uh, it's good. It'll be a lot better uh, Saturday at like 8.30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's always one of the things I like about your race, though, because you. OK, so we look at these different races like toughest I did this weekend, which is overnight eight to eight. You have a 12-hour version of your race. Yep. Um, but that's, I'm guessing, 8 to 8 during the day? It's 7 to 7. So what we seven do is seven. we, yeah, we, we cut the start line at 7. So you have okay. a little, and then we, you have to finish by like 8.15 or so. But, you know, we're okay. not, well, we, we, we see the headlamp pop. Let's beginning with your course. Let's start at the very beginning. First of all, where is Fit Challenge? It is in Cumberland, Rhode Island, which is like the north east corner of rhode island and it's like right over the border from mass I, I live in massachusetts in north attleboro and i could throw a rock and hit cumberland rhode island all right uh, and it's at an awesome park called diamond hill state park uh it's awesome okay and how many what number of races is this for you guys oh boy this is our 13th ocr and awesome. our 30th overall event all right wow. so this isn't just a brand new thing you all have been around for a while yeah, we started uh, 2013 in August. So, yeah, we're about six years or so into it. All right, well, start so the, in the beginning. The How'd you get into yeah. it? Uh, our, the venue we've got now with our first venue. Well, I guess the first venue. I mean, you woke up one day and decided I'm going to be a race director? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, in, um, I, I ran a race in January of 2013, and it was a local race. Um, in Massachusetts. And uh, I will honestly tell you driving home from that race is like a little over an hour ride is when fit challenge started. Um, okay. and I just, you know, I, I felt like it was something I could do. I felt like, um, there was a need for another local race in my area. Um, at the time I was, I was running a gym. So, uh, you know, I, I had certainly a, a connection to the fitness world. I was doing that part-time so, you know, I just felt like, you know, all that stuff combined that, you know, something that, that I could do. So that was like the end of January. And I would say uh, by the second week in February, we had our first registration. So we moved pretty quick. Oh, Lord. oh wow. <laughs> yeah. You were not messing around. No. And it's funny because I, I reached out to a, um, a buddy of mine who I used to coach. He did my website. A friend of mine helped me with the logo. Another friend of mine helped me get the contact with the venue. So it was kind of like, all right, who do I know? And then I had, I had a, uh, before McCoy Fit LLC, which is the actual name of the business, um, before that was done, I had, a, I had a partner, a verbal partner for like two days. And then like when, Wednesday of that week, he called. He's like, dude, I can't keep up with you. I was like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, from what I hear, you always moved at like 90 miles an hour you're but you're always building stuff you get your hands in different stuff you've done obstacles before for like indian mud run too right uh that was larry so larry cooper that was larry that's yeah, right larry's got full potential obstacles which is his company that's them um 
and yeah, he did he did a destroyer for uh, Indian Mudra. That's destroyer. But you guys have destroyer walls too, though, don't you? Yes, we do. We have. That's it. That's it. I've always seen your destroyer walls before. Yep, we've got the 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 original one, his original design, and then we have destroyer 2.0, which is we're the only ones that have it. He put a um, it's got a different um, angle to the the upper part of the of the obstacle, and then the back part of it is a uh, tire balancing part. Oh, that's, really that's right. I have seen that. I've seen yeah. Hunter jumping across that thing before. He fell off it. He sure. fell off it. Good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good. He deserves it. We made him so- do it again. So what what <laughs> makes the fit challenge different than other than other OCRs? No, I think it's uh, I I think we kind of offer everything in the sense that, um, you know, we've got the open, fun, come and do an event wave where mm-hmm. there's no mandatory completion. Yes, you know, come and go as, as pretty much as you please. And how um, long of a course is it? It's just over five k, so it's like three point two miles. Okay. okay. But it's got a, about a thousand feet of elevation, but none of the none of the climbs are like it's not like a death march at Killington or it's not like the double sandbag carry at Palmerton. You know, they're like quarter mile climbs that will kick your ass, but they're not it's not gonna ruin your life, you know, type of Good. thing. Okay. So I mean there's a bunch of those. You know, we got technical trails. There's a couple spots where you can open up a little bit, but you know, um it's mainly, you know, navigating through the trails. So we've got that. You know, we've, we've got the elite wave where it's mandatory completion. We'll take your band, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the 12-hour ultra where it's you're going to go and, you know, you're going to spend your day on the hill. And then we've also got the, the five-hour multi-lap wave where, you know, you come and you've got five hours um, of time to cram in as many multi-laps as you want. Because, you know, for some people, a 5K isn't enough and they want 10K, they want 15K, they want 20K, whatever it might be. So... Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, my, my, I have my, my two kids are 13 and, and, uh, seven, but my little guy, when he was four completed the whole course. That's great. So, wow. You know, it's not, people say that, oh, it's too tough. It's not. But I mean, do you want to like, don't you want to challenge yourself if you show up to something like that? Oh, absolutely. Right. And it's, and I say, I always say that, you know, just the value of it. Like if I sign up for a 5k, it's, you know, 20 something minutes and I'm, I'm done. Like this is going to take you an, you know, an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes. It's good value there, you know, like you're out there. And then we just have great, we we do. I I think we've done a good job using our venue um, in terms of setting up obstacles and stuff. And then, you know, with Larry and the other things we've done, we've got some of the most innovative obstacles in the game. So there's everything there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited to see some of these obstacles i've always looked over and heard from my buddies like adam ribeiro and oh, yeah. um katie purcell they yep. always speak just and, and Derek krasinski they've always spoke just so highly of your course how it's like they're like it's just a 5k but that's like that's <laughs> mm-hmm. the perfect amount with the elevation that he's got and it's the right balance and how I think many really obstacles struck that are we well. talking about on course it's around 30 i like that um, i like that balance and it's it they're they come in clusters and the other neat thing about our course is that everything is kind of condensed to one area now you could be standing at one obstacle and take 10 steps to the right and you're at a different obstacle and that's like a mile away on the course mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's the most spectator friendly course you can imagine like you can see every okay. obstacle that's awesome. wow so Especially now are the-, the five hour and the 12 hour options are those competitive as well 
Um, we don't have the mandatory aspect to that. We haven't worked that in yet. And I'll be honest with you. The main reason why we haven't is because I don't feel like I could police that properly. And yeah. if, if I can't do it right, I'm just not going to do it. Um, I respect that for sure. Yeah, you know, and that's, lot. you know, that's, that's my issue with other races, you know, other, and, and, and nothing specific, but it's like, I mean, all right, we'll, we'll take Spartan 30 burpees, bullshit. Everybody's doing 30 burpees. Give me a break. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Yep. So why do something if you can't do it? I can, you know, I mean, and we've had a couple of mishaps here and there with, with elites and stuff like that, but oh, yeah. I don't Everybody think it's does. ever, it's never, um, dictated the outcome of the event. So, right. and every elite race we have obstacles determine the placement like last race we had a dude come flying through he was in a five minute lead in second place he was there ryan kempson won so i mean he was like finished and had mm -hmm. a beer and a, and a burger and stuff um but this guy was in second place he got to the final two obstacles he ended up going from second to fifth because he couldn't mm. complete them Oh, wow. And people came through and, and nailed them and got them and they beat them. And I, I mean, I like that. I like obstacles to determine obstacle races. I would agree with that. You know, it's yeah. um, it shows the technicalities, shows some skill. And it's um, there's a lot of game changers, especially even out this year. And I saw some photos earlier. You guys got the Gibbons again. Oh, yeah. Yep. Those guys, uh, Carl and his crew are awesome. I mean, they really are awesome. Mm -hmm. the they are, they're cool obstacles. Yep. So, you know, we added those to our rig. Um, we've got two runs. Well, it's actually four total runs, but two of the runs have the gibbons three feet apart. And then the other two runs have them uh, two feet apart. Okay. So there's okay. two runs of six gibbons and two runs of nine gibbons. So oh, wow. okay. uh, um, pumped it, and then um, it ends with a cargo net, which is kind of cool. So you kind of swing into a 12 foot vertical cargo net, which is awesome. What that, kind yeah. of prizes or swags do you guys give? Um, we, we do the, the multi-lappers get blocks that I make. Actually, I get, um, I get all the wood made at a local sawmill and then I, uh, cut it up into blocks based upon how many laps you did. So, you know, and you got to do three or more laps to get a block. So they're cool. They got like a metal on the front and the number on them. Um, and then, uh, you know, our swag, we've got this ridiculous, metal that's like a box that opens up and it says fit inside the thing's awesome well, and then we get a, cool we got a t-shirt we got this cool uh coffee mug where the handle of the coffee mug is a flexing bicep which is kind of neat <laughs> you, you guys that did the the wrestling belt before though didn't you before yeah we did that, that. Was i think that was awesome yeah i think i'm gonna bring that back next april so next oh, next man. year next year we're just doing one race in april so i think i'm gonna go all out with everything um, I might have to awesome. come and check that one out because that belt was like that was just hilarious seeing that belt. I was like, oh, yes, that <laughs> yeah, awesome. was cool. And there's there's a woman who's won the ultra afterwards, and she's um, she got the belt one time. Yeah, she's got the belt. She got the first one, and then I didn't do it the next one. She's like, "Where's the belt?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "All right, I'm I'll sure get." There's some listeners here who are definitely going to be intrigued and enticed by that for sure. All right, April, we'll bring the belts back. I All promise. Right, you okay, heard it we'll, here, we'll you heard it. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll put that up on our Instagram tomorrow. We're definitely <laughs> going to have this. to push for that, Robin. We're going to hold you to that. Done. So Listen, wrong. I I won't. I I've done them before. I love them. I'll do them again. <laughs> April belts are back. <laughs> All right. So Another question mm -hmm. for you here, though, real quick. Well, while we're going on about your course and everything, what is your yeah. favorite obstacle as far as innovation and things that you guys do there? What would you say is your most iconic thing that you guys have there? 
Um, probably the Destroyers, I would say. Okay. Um, just because, especially Destroyer 2.0, because that's the only place that is, is at ours. Yeah. Um, and then the Devil's, and, uh, you know, Destroyer, the, the first Destroyers had a couple different ones, but mm-hmm. Destroyer 2.0 and Devil's Playground, those are unique to us. The Devil's um, Playground looks insane. What, oh, what's that one? It's a run on the Devil Steps, but the steps move and they, um, they swing. They swing. Oh, and, like a like the stairway to heaven thing. Yeah, yeah. But imagine I saw your video all, of that swing. where they move. But, yes. Yeah, you start on your basically on your butt, so it's a, just a completely and it's all upper body. You can't use your feet. And then the elite the elite run of it is like just single hand single hand grips, kind of like a uh, a hand like something you'd see on a wall or something like that mm-hmm. as you climb up mm-hmm. it. So I mean. It's tough. It's just a different. You know what it is? It's it's not impossible. It's just different, and people haven't seen it, so you know they're not prepared for it. And it's not you know the the difficult thing in designing an obstacle is anybody can design an obstacle that nobody can complete. That's that's not mm-hmm. difficult to do. It's how do you design something that's going to challenge people and push them, but they can also get it and complete it. Well, that's also, exactly the question that, that Jacob and I have discussed, and we absolutely talked about it with Hubie when we had him on here. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's the question. It's, you know, as a race director, what is your goal, you know, with regards to obstacle completion? Yeah, you know, 100%. What, right. <laughs> what do you – so your, your goal is you want people to complete these things, but yet you still want them to be slowed down and challenged. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, it's it, – you know, the, with the destroyers, we have different runs. So there's different blocks at different heights that you can mm-hmm. grab. Mm-hmm. With the Devil's Playground, the same thing. With the Destroyer 2.0, same thing, you know. So when you talk about different runs, you're talking about, like, different levels of difficulty. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So tiered, tier, you know, like, okay, this is level one, this is level two, this is level three type of thing. Um, because not everybody's going to no block the destroyer, but meaning they go right. right to the top height. Yeah. But we've, I mean, now that it's out there and it's in a couple gyms, um, in my area, we've mm-hmm. got dudes that are doing it like one handed. We've got, what? um, you should see some of these videos. Some of the guys, Oh my stars. We've got well, guys that, some of that goes back to the, you know, what Jacob and I were talking about when we were designing our perfect race. You know, just like you mentioned, so much of it is just technique. It's that, you know, you might have the physical strength to do so many things, but if you've never utilized your muscles in the, you know, in the way that you need to do it and the technique to do things, you know, something seemingly simple becomes, you know, much more difficult until you get that practice in. Exactly. I mean, there's a, I've seen a video of a guy that laches it two hands up to the top. Like no rocks, oh, it's ridiculous. It's like are you, and then you like see a dino people. then, right? And I mean, oh my gosh, you know we don't no blocking. The only person I've ever made no block it is Hunter McIntyre because you know he, <laughs> you know he's he came it. in. I was like, you got to no block it to 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 win, and he did. But so now, else, do you require the uh, like the hardest difficulty for those running the elite wave? How is that done? The only one we don't is on that because I don't okay. know we the, the it's the highest block but it's not the true no block getting Mm it Uh, because Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's only, unless you have one of these at your gym, I mean, the people that have them at their gym are able to train on them and get them all the time. But, you know, still the highest block that we put up there is still tough. Like, again, that that put down that second place elite last race. So 
Um, so the elite waves have to do the hardest, correct. hardest option on all obstacles okay. except that's for fair. that one. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like no blocking's like, you know. That's more bragging rights than it is racing. <laughs> exactly. He's got wristbands for that. And it's kind of like, oh, you joined the no block club, like that, yeah. that type of thing. I actually have one of those wristbands myself from the yeah, Indian Mud Run. Dude, it's it's legit. And it's, but you, like you said, there's technique. I, I kind of like, I'm notorious for going up to walls like that. And as soon as I get a handhold up there, I just muscle up. Yeah. And this weekend, like, so at the Berlin Walls at um, Tough Mudder, yep. I'm just constantly muscling up over those things muscle up muscle up muscle up after a few rounds of that it <laughs> kind of zaps you <laughs> it sure does <laughs> you feel pretty text i can't even imagine though the destroyer wall like and i could see myself doing it three laps at at hubies probably like yeah um, but not no block in it and then but to try and do that for 24 hours or like a 12 right. hour event like you guys oh my god your arms would be so pumped i mean just i think our record is and it's a buddy of mine, Tony, who's from Connecticut. I think mm-hmm. he did five or six laps, and he no-blocked every one of them. Oh, my God. So he had five or six bands on his wrist. I know another guy, Mike Collins, has done at least five with no-blocking at each each lap. And now um, now it's the last obstacle right before the finish line, so it's, like, right there. That's cool to make that iconic like that. That's yeah, real and it's neat. it's good for it's just it's cool and it fits there on the park like it's a flat piece of ground that we can build on. So mm-hmm. it works <laughs> works in many different regards. So how many people we got coming out there this weekend? Uh we're right. I just checked this about four hundred and twenty three right now. Four hundred. Okay. Uh, how many again? Four twenty three. Four twenty three. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Great job. Yeah. Second race of the year, summertime. I mean, it's it's and there's another busy great local, season. Yeah, yeah there's busy another season. So another great local race in the area, and then you know, Palmerton was last weekend, and um, Savage was last weekend. It's tough. I mean, I next year we're going to one race, and I only wanted to do one race this year, but I didn't announce it at the beginning of the year, so I kind of felt obligated to do the second race. But next year it's. One and done, guys. Get there. Gotcha. With some awesome belt swag. Exactly. So you're either there or we'll see you in 2021. You know, that's a – I think that's like really for for a local company to put on a race like that, do it once a year and do it right and blow it out of the freaking gate. You know, <laughs> just – 100%. You know, yeah. we want that – like that – be on that bucket list of, of OCRs that you want to do in a year, you know? It's it's definitely on my list of things to yeah, do. And just like that's... kind of talking about the Indian mud run and stuff, bucket list races. That's I just I've heard nothing but the best about you guys. Yeah, that's that's kind of Jacob and I, you know, that's our that's been our theme so far, setting up for our, our season next year. I mean, it's it's a matter of getting to these local races, these these bucket list races that, you know, I think We've all at this point, we've run our fair share of Spartans. We've run our fair share of Tough Mudders and Savages and the Big Dogs. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely excited to start coming to some of these these smaller local races that may not have the, the blowout participation, but it's got so much more to offer. Right. Well, and it's, it's so much about the community. Even just hearing you talk about the full potential guys and how much you guys work cross collaboratively with other people and there is a culture there that you guys have all came together to build something bigger than the sum of one of you and put on quite a production and have a good time (laughs) yeah it's i mean our community we i always say all the time like you know we 
I mark a course and design it and, and, you know, the, the, the build guys come in and I have a crew, Aaron, Scott, Larry, you know, mm-hmm. they come in and they build the stuff and they put it up. I mean, what, what, and you know, we do the basic stuff. It's what makes it so great is the people that are there and the community oh, that we have. And it's, sure. I mean, we're, so, there's just so many good people. And, you know, for me, selfishly, it's like, you know, it's a treat for all these people. Every, you know, a ton of people stay at my house. Like it's and you know, my door is open to everybody and people are probably like, dude, this guy's invite me over his house. I'm like, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just, I just love it. And it's just, you know, my kids are there and it's just such a great atmosphere and it's just, it's so much fun. And you know, the ones, the, the, the local races that are still around are the, are the, the good ones, the ones that have oh, made yeah. it. It's, you know, yeah, I think we're seeing that. I think, you know, I think we all saw like the boom in like 2015 right. or so when it's like everybody woke up and decided they want to be a race director and you had all right. these little local races. And I mean, we've all done our fair share of small little things, yeah. some oh, yeah. sketch, some not so sketch. And, you know, we saw over the years so many of those go away and it's, you know, it's discouraging on one hand because you're seeing, you know, races that were around that are no longer here, but the ones that have survived it are just so much better for it, I think. And I, you know, I really want to do our part in, in helping you guys really get, get the name out. out. Yeah, no, listen, and, and I can tell you, we appreciate it. I mean, there's, you know, obviously Indian mud run. I know those guys up north the northmen race i believe mm-hmm. oh that's once again Marco. Dude, that thing's insane like those guys are nuts that thing's <laughs> insane and then there's another awesome uh local ocr boulder dash that's in rhode island we actually have the same okay they have an event this weekend also but you know they've been killing it since before we were i think they were 2012 2011 they came in mm-hmm. um you know there's another one tough scramblers that's still around there's you know, the, the, the ones that have, and then uh, obviously a whole bunch of them have folded. Um, yeah. The ones oh, yeah. that made it, you know, the, the old, I'm going to throw up a couple walls in a field and make 20 grand. You know, those right. people mm-hmm. are gone. You know, it's, so it's how the, do you find the time as a teacher and a family guy, it sounds <laughs> like, you know, switching gears. You know, I think that there were so many people that decided, oh, I'm going to make my 20 grand. <laughs> right. And they realize, oh, wait, there's a whole lot more work involved. Like, oh. how are you still involved and why are you still involved? Well, my first race was done in the summertime. So that obviously was huge for me to kind of get my feet wet when I wasn't in school. Um, and then really it's been location. Um, Diamond Hill is five miles from my house. So okay. I, mean, I run there two or three times a week. So, I mean, I know that venue as well Back as hand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we had one race in Connecticut that was in the summertime also. So I had the time to do it. Um, I just, luckily I have an unbelievable crew that, um, I, that work with me and that helped me. Um, and you know, we've just kind of, you know, we, we didn't, I think the biggest thing that we did was we grew gradually. We didn't grow stupidly like you know a, a, mm-hmm. a battle frog coming in and telling everybody they're the best race in the world right before yeah they actually were um so we didn't bite off more than we could chew we've kind of added so you know i do a race get comfortable with it do another race like we didn't put the we started with multi-lap and then we added five hours to it and then we added waves for it and then we did a eight hour multi-lap and then we did the 12 hour ultra so we've kind of just 
added things, you know, at a slow pace versus just kind of jumping in and doing that each time you get a little bit more comfortable with it. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, and I mean, our venue with a lot of the stuff is, it's not permanent, but it's easily put back up again. Um, okay. So that, that, that helps a lot as well. Um, and what then, was your biggest screw up or learning experience in all of this? Good question. <laughs> um, first, well, first race was called the Fit Mud Run Challenge, and we didn't have any mud. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, we ran out of T-shirts our first race. We had a sponsor that brought them, and they only brought like 500, and I had like 1,100. Oh, um, that you know th- those were pretty big um yeah th- those are probably my my two biggest ones um first race okay. things i mean we've been very good with you know structure and, and safety of the obstacles and stuff like that so um and that's one thing that i've always heard about you guys is of course like i never hear anything like breaking down i never hear anything like somebody getting really badly badly injured no <laughs> Yeah, luck. I mean, I, again, I put my kids on these things, so yeah. I'm not. I I don't build them to code. I build them over code because, um, that that's my family. Those are my friends. Like that's my well being. That's everything. Yeah. So it's not. Absolutely. It's not about what's gonna pass. You know, some inspector. It's about what's, you know, what's the right thing to do. Absolutely. So, okay, talking about obstacle innovation here. Do we yeah. have new, any new obstacles out for this weekend? Or is this just standard from what we've seen before? Just the Gibbons. You know, we added the Gibbons, the Gibbons. this time. Larry was redoing. Um, we did these things. The du- we did these um, obstacles called the double up. And really what okay. we did was it was two tree, a, a tree cut in half. And you, okay. climb, you know, doubled up over it. Um, mm-hmm. He's working on a rebuild of those. And he's working on a rebuild of our floating inverted walls. Uh, okay. But he didn't feel comfortable bringing those this weekend, so we're going to wait till April to bring them. Okay, okay gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, so more right, hype so, for April. Yes, Boom. more hype for April. So okay, so you've got thirty obstacles, right? Yep. Now that's that's pretty dense. I'm not going to lie to you. I that's, like it. That's that a is good, a, that's a good number for me. That's my favorite. Do you want to see more obstacles, or do you think like you you're comfortable with thirty over your five k? I'm comfortable with 30. I mean, I, I, I'd like to see us maybe add something and like take something out, you know, like an over under okay. swap it out. Like, yeah. Like replace that with something a little bit more, you know, innovative. And, you know, yeah, it's like, like the, the, the rig thing, like at, at some point the whole rig concept is going to run its course, you know? Yeah. Um, but I love the Gibbons. Those are neat. And they have a couple other things that they put off of their rig. That's really awesome. Um, so I, I, you know, I like the stuff they do, um, a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like that 30 number because it's not, it's not too many. And I mean, to be honest with you, like it's a lot, man. I mean, it's, Oh, it is a lot. It's a lot for a 5k. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so a lot out there. So much of this to like it, it, your conversation is just so similar to when we talked to Hubie, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause mm-hmm. so he's had 73 on his court oh, this year. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that's that, that's a lot, but it's but his course is you know over six miles, like six point six. Yeah, it's a ten k. Right. So it's not that far from what you guys are doing. No, 
No, and I mean anybody can throw out there, you know, tires to run through or like exactly. That's not know, really a piece, an obstacle, a, obstacle. A piece of wood on the ground to you know balance <laughs> on. You know, it's exactly. So it's not. I, I don't. I'd like to get away from the uh, what I call the filler obstacles and mm-hmm. you know have things that it are, at least are cool. You know, like purpose, right? Right. So what is your, you know, looking from a kind of zooming out away from the specific race, you know, what is your vision for the sport as a whole? I mean, obviously you're one of the larger influencers among the sport, um, you know, especially in your area. Right. Yeah. Um, You're a, are you a world uh, championship qualifying event as well? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so you're, you're definitely, you know, involved in the global picture of it all. Where do you where do you see the sport going? Where do you hope it goes? What's what's your global view of it all? Yeah, I mean, I I hope it just continues to to hold strong where it is. You know, obviously the growth, the ridiculous growth is gone, but yeah, I still think it's a very solid um, industry. Um, I still think that there's still a ton of people involved in it. Um, you know, I hope that. I, I really hope that I'd love to see more, you know, collaboration, so to speak, between the bigger races and the smaller races, you know, in, in some way. I don't know how that they, they probably would never happen, but that would be great um, right. to see to see more of that. But, um, you know, just, you know, the whole uh, idea of it being a Olympic sport, you know, I don't know. I, I think that might be much way too standard um, mm-hmm. for, for the sport itself. But. You know, certainly the, I'd love to see something televised again. You know, I loved that stuff. The Spark oh, yeah. televised and the, and the TMX when it was televised. That stuff was awesome. I loved watching. Oh, yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just, I, I'd like to see it, you know, just maintain its strength, really. Right. Um, and, you know, again, when, when the, the Noriam championships are strong and the, and the, uh, the world championships are strong. You know, that's certainly good for the mm-hmm. sport itself. So you know, for people Ch- who are not doing anything this weekend and looking to sign up for something, you guys, registration still open? Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we'll be live online until Wednesday. And then uh, we got day of registration Saturday. I mean, we've got, you know, our ultra people are out there till 7, 8 p.m. So we're there all afternoon just hanging out. So. Just come and run a lap, throw down yeah. one. Exactly. So it's, you know, I know that there's another, you know, again, that other event's going on this weekend in Rhode Island, Boulder Dash. And, you know, like I told people, I go, hey, go, go to Boulder Dash first and then come by in the afternoon to run a lap with us. You throw know? down a lap of fit. Yeah. Awesome. yeah that's, I love it. So give uh, us all the details. What's your social? Where can people sign up for this? Where to, you know, where does everyone need to go? You want my social security number? Well, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. I'm sure there's wow. a ton of listeners that know what to do with it. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this this really escalated quickly. I'm telling you. <laughs> 4097 Diamond Hill Road, Cumberland, Rhode Island. Diamond Hill Park. We are there. If you come anytime after like 10 a.m., you'll be able to get right out on course. And I mean, legit, when I say till... 7 p.m. You can start a lap. And you take day at like same day signups? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Come down and, then, and throw down with Adam and all those guys and have a heck of a yep. time because this just sounds great. I'm and then really where can we find you on I, Instagram, Facebook? Yep. What's all that good stuff? 
uh, Instagram is F period, I period, T period challenge. Um, our website is fitchallenge.org. And then uh, Facebook is the same thing. It's just uh, fit ch- Facebook, whatever, fitchallenge.org, I believe is how you search it on Facebook. Awesome. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's actually it. We'll cut it short this week. Um, Do you have any shout outs or, yeah. or any anyone you want to recognize or company? Yeah, I mean, you know, j- just my crew, you know, the guy we, we were. It was tough, tough builds with volunteers because it fell on Fourth of July weekend and then it fell on Savage Race weekend. Oh, so yeah. We only had about six volunteers show up. Oh, help, geez, man. Help build. But uh, they absolutely rocked it. And then, uh, you know, my, my solid crew um, that, that's there all the time, they, they were unbelievable. Aaron, Scott, Jen, Larry's coming in this weekend. You know, uh, Julie's coming in this weekend. It's just, you know, the ginger, um, you know, just the loyal people. It's I'm so lucky, you know, and again, I, I, I keep. You know, every race, it's it's like I have this little, you know, heartfelt Facebook post, and I'm sure people are like, oh, he's so full of shit and whatever, but <laughs> they, they don't, uh, you know, they don't, if if they spent that weekend at my house, they would know that there isn't anything disingenuous about what I'm saying, and, you know, I've talked to so many to so many people this year about authenticity in the sport, right? And when I when I meet guys like you, and I hear people that genuinely, because like you said, the people who care about about trying to make a quick buck, they're gone. Right. Um, that that's not why you're doing this. No. <laughs> you're doing this for the community. You're doing this for your friends. You're doing this because you remember those beers or like having a good time with your buddies over over this obstacle course race and how much it brought you guys all together. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, you know, I, I'm lucky because I I don't rely on Fit Challenge to live. You know, I have my job. Oh yeah, it's great. So I am lucky, and I know that other companies don't have that luck, and that affords me the opportunity to to do things a little bit different and to spend money in ways that maybe other races wouldn't and to always add and do that kind of stuff and you know also on the flip side to tell somebody to go fly a kite because they're not right for our race um that's awesome we don't get the you know the people that complain after or and we don't get that but anybody that does do that stuff you know i've reached out to people and been like listen you know thanks for coming but maybe it's not right for you going forward if you want to bitch about you know a penalty or a this obstacle whatever i'm like we don't do that shit here so <laughs> we're, we're not about that life <laughs> no we're, you know again it's I, I appreciate you know you trying to police things but you know there's plenty of you know jump on a spartan race form and complain about burpees there's a race every weekend <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and there's 50 people that want to support you and uh you know again that's not that's just not what we're all about and uh it's you know again it's that's the thing that really that I love the most is when people come and they say, you know, the, the, the feel of your race is just different. That's that's a I just won right there when I hear that, you know, that's it's, a good thing. And well, it's definitely going to be added to my list for next year. Get it on that bucket list. It's, it's on the list. It's it on is the definitely list. on my list. Of, I, I just want to get there and do that ultra because it's like oh, anything that I get to see, I have like a good time at a good ultra. Now I'm like, yeah, it's man, that sounds like a great day. Life. No, it's, it, and in the in the fall, well, I'm sorry, in the spring when it, it actually, you know, the sun's down and I'm standing at the finish line and seeing those headlamps pop through. It's 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 so awesome to see people finish and to be able to like hug them at the finish line. It's 
it's just, just knowing they've had a long day at the office <laughs> and, and to, like their sense of accomplishment. Like there was a, a woman, this woman, Heather, that flew in from Ohio um, mm-hmm. this past April and she finished. And it was like, I gave her a hug at the, fin- I told her I was going to be there at the finish line. And I was, and when I hugged her at the finish line and she was like, that was fucking amazing. And I was like, thank you. You know, awesome. it was awesome. It, That's it a good really feeling. Awesome. Yeah. So well. April. Sounds good. April, we'll, we'll look forward to it. Sounds like there's going to be some new obstacles, some great yeah. flags. So we'll have you back on again as we get closer and, and get some details finalized. Can't wait. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Jacob, do you have any shout-outs, sponsors? Uh, real quick good? before we wrap up, uh, talking about Human Octane. Human Octane yeah. is, once again, the apparel sponsor of Brociar. Um, Leah's been trying out the stuff here now the past few weeks. Yeah, um, I'm a super fan. Love are you, it. Are you on the Octane train now? I am drinking the Octane Kool-Aid. I love it. What do you um, like about it? Well, first of all, I got to give mad props because it's black and yellow, which is like my signature look. Okay. So right then and there, you had me. Um, but as far as the actual clothing goes, it is fantastic for its purpose. It is um great compression wear it stays in place you put it on you don't have to be tugging at your butt all day um hiking them up or rolling them down or anything like that shorts stay put they're not rolling up the waistband stays put um i I think the thing that i always tell people about is it's the quality you're you're getting something that's way better quality than you would normally absolutely it's i mean it's got a hefty price tag i'm not gonna lie but it's worth a reason um it you know i've i've not had any issues with it yet as far as durability i'm looking forward to dragging it through the mud and and fully testing it but so far so good and i love them awesome awesome well until next week uh, we'll we'll cut cut it short this week keep a little bit of lighter we've got some exciting uh potential episodes here coming up um, but until then, I'm Jacob Bosecker. I'm Leah Hensley. Give us a drop, drop us a line, give us a review, and we will talk with y'all next week. See you next week, guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs, too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.